keep going. Welcome back to the Keep Going Podcast. The struggle is real, my friends. The struggle is real. While it's understood that we can't be on all the time, as creative folk, we feel the pressure to bring the heat every week. And this week's episode is an attempt to salvage an entire day's recording where we'd flopped around like fish in the bottom of a leaky boat. Of course, the reason for flopping was hubris. We'd gotten pretty confident that we could pull off any conversational trick with flying colors, so we decided we'd freestyle on this morning. Yeah, good luck with that. After an hour of attempting to weave discursive threads into some kind of tapestry, we'd simply run out of conversational road. We were hooked, cooked, flopping around, heavy as lead. Then Michael decided to dig in. What follows is a shorter episode where we try to pull the rabbit out of a hat by returning to one of my old saws, a beautiful race. Here we discuss how running is a metaphor for existence and an art form to be practiced. Taking up the call to action that Iliad Kipchoge issued about running as a beautiful race, we improvise, we push, we pull, we challenge each other, we circle up, and we get deadly serious about planning for the future while living in the present. Well, I suspect we'll return to this concept for a deeper dive at some point, This episode is really all about your hosts being very serious about honoring your time and attention and not putting out an hour of bullshit content. So please, let us know how we did. Now I do reference another podcast that's not afraid to dig deeper and to get beyond the physical. It's hosted by Ryan Wilms and it's called the MEP Podcast. You can look it up. There's a link to it in the show notes. There's also a link to an essay that I wrote on this topic last year in my short-lived Run Gnosis project. And you can find a link for that in the show notes as well. So with no further ado, I bring you the episode that we call The Art of Running, Grace, and the Beautiful Race. Godspeed, my friends. Godspeed. Just hit record real quick. So here we just spent... About 45 minutes talking in a roundabout way. I don't know, Steve, if you're going to put that at the ass end of the episode or not. I'm really, <laughs> I, I really don't know what you would even chop from it. But, you know, if you do, that's cool. If, if not, that's cool, too. But I asked Steve kindly to, if y'all would take a few more minutes so we could actually give some content this week. <laughs> <laughs> something that's digestible. Salvage. If we can needs, salvage something, because from this. I'm a people pleaser, he needs to feel productive. <laughs> and I thought that I, instead of something you know esoteric and maybe winding and long winding, we get we get sometimes re- reviews from our peers that sometimes we can be a little bit undigestible and stuff like this. So this is my attempt at trying to give something away, which. Because because it's important to me. It's important to me to kind of, I do this in my writing process with my songwriting and, and other things like that. So the headspace that I was in is on a very kind of like 
John called it on like an energy level, like it's a high energy level. So how do we not take something as simple as like what kind of nutrition or how much mileage we should run every week, uh, but, but leave, put something out into the air, some, something out into the universe that's good. And, and I thought that I did spend 90 minutes on the bike this morning wondering what, what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing, the shoulds. And I don't think that the shoulds are ever good. I don't think that we ever, you know, every, anytime we think like that, it's like, I don't think that, that that's a very healthy headspace. And I was in the shoulds in my bike ride this morning for 90 minutes and it didn't make me feel great, but there were some beautiful moments in there. And the reason I had these beautiful moments is because I remember just eating dirt after a workout, preparing for the Houston Marathon um, about a year ago. And Steve, on a meeting, said to me, I want you to consider running a beautiful race. And I took it, Steve, as you would, you didn't believe that I was capable of the time that I thought I should get. And, but I didn't understand what you were asking me to do. You were asking me to run a race on my path and do it in the present and dynamic and chaotic and crazy as that is, you know, go try and do that thing. Don't think about time. Don't think about, just go run a beautiful race. And you have a definition of that. I think it can look like a great race with a great time for sure. But it was the thing that kind of, before I heard that, I would have ridden on that bike this morning and got off a failure. Low watt, low power. I'm not going to qualify for Kona. I'm not as good as the other people in my age group. I'm lots, not even a top 10 contender. Lots of discursive thought. I'm a fucking failure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But instead, because you told me to do that, and nobody's really ever told me to do that before, I actually, there was at least 50% of me going, this is exactly what I need to be doing, and I'm going to learn something from it. So I thought that this episode, in the headspace that we're in, I thought it would be really cool for you to explain... Or it just at least to illuminate that idea that some people out there might need to hear this and it might be important to them if you're caught up in this society that tells you that things are good enough. You should be doing this. You should be this kind of person. You shouldn't be that kind of person. You shouldn't do that. You should do this. I think that if we can give away something it would be really beautiful to give away this idea that's profoundly affected the way that I will train probably for the rest of my life. And that's an effort to look forward towards a beautiful path. And I just wanted to acknowledge that. Well, the, the concept comes from Iliad Kipchoge. He's the one who first had me thinking about this because he said at some point in time, at some juncture after he'd set a world record, and maybe it was in his process of trying to go sub two, that he was just hoping to run a beautiful race. And it just resonated with me. Um, as someone who spends a good bit of time thinking with the Western tradition, the Greeks especially, and their idea of the good, the true, and the beautiful, which we've talked a little bit about, I think beauty is the, the primary thing. And so when, when the greatest practitioner of the art of the most difficult, one of the most difficult um, sub-genres of the sport 
says this is what he thinks is important you and it, it resonated with me as somebody who was post competitive um so someone who's at the peak of his competitive career is thinking about a beautiful race and maybe we would have thought that would be an appropriate way to think about it in your as you age right um and so as i unpack that over you know months and months and months years really um maybe 2 years or so going through the pandemic and everything sort of came up with this formulation that um running a beautiful race is the hardest thing that a human can do um it's easy easier to run a goal time than it is to run a beautiful race because you're going to be able to have a clear distinction on whether you succeeded or you failed there's a there's a delineation point right you got under the number or you didn't running a beautiful race now requires a whole bunch of other things it requires you to determine um, what you th- where you think you are, how you think you're doing, how you're doing in the moment, blah, blah, blah. So it creates a complexity and a challenge and something that you can always play with no matter what the conditions are. So let's say you have a hot day, you can run a beautiful race. If you have a beautiful weather day, you can run a beautiful race. Every time it's going to be a little bit different. But the thing that I think, and then it also then, when you start getting into the minutia of the beautiful race, you start getting into how you step through it and what are the steps. I'm not going to go threshold. into those today. I'm not going to go through those today because they're they're complicated and they're challenging and they're difficult. But what I'll say is they all start from this idea of what you intend to do, what your purpose is, what you intend to do, and where you want to go needs a goal. But you that goal is arbitrary and really not the thing you're going for. What you're going for is this experience. And if you set an intention towards a beautiful race, you create the kind of space that allows you to a enjoy a, a sucky ass ride like Michael had today where he's discursive in his thought. He's not really doing anything. His numbers look really bad. Everything's bad. But he's like, no, I can actually say today was something beautiful. Um, now if you want to next level that, what I like to say is you want to go beyond the intention. Then you can say is, okay, the next step saying I want to do a thing is do your best. I've talked about this before. <laughs> okay. Beautiful races a little esoteric doing your best not very esoteric <laughs> that's being honest yep. it's what it, it's the deeper level of honesty like it's 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 not it's not saying that you, you know it's not a white lie about you got a tummy ache and you want to skip school yeah it's about digging fucking deep and going I'm not even aware that I'm getting in my own way right now. No, it's blowing up the smoke. It's and being able to survey that and practice that. And once you're in that space, now you're really in a place that I think Kipchoge's talking about. The you're present. You're not thinking about a past or a future because you're really in that moment trying to take the most and make the most of the experience. So it deepens this phenomenological experiential thing of what it is to be a human in the moment in real time and you just happen to have be practicing an art and this is another thing about the beautiful race is that it's an art form it's not it's a process not a destination so it's an art form it's a way of doing a thing and yeah at the end you hope to look back at it and go oh it's on the wall there it's a beautiful piece of art I was thinking about this today like what did we go wrong when we started recording music and we started taking pictures of people's faces like did we lose something did we lose that present moment experience of being right there salient 
touching, smelling, being instead of pasting and futuring, whatever else. John, I'm really interested in where you land on this because I know based on our long-term friendship, um, you operate, you're asking all of your athletes to operate at this level, but you don't normally bring it you're, you're not as esoteric. You're a little more practical and pra- I, well, pragmatic than I am. So I'd love to get your point of view on this. Because I feel like the stuff that the way I process in my head is just unpalatable for most people. So I try to make it, I try to bring some vocabulary in that I wouldn't, that isn't necessarily my vocabulary. I try to bring in um, some explanation in the science part of it that I wouldn't necessarily focus on if it helps somebody or a group of people get it. You know what I mean? Um, To focus them. Yeah. To to bring them to the present. To bring them present. And... Um, I have adapted the way I talk to the athletes and everything, the way I write the schedules, the way, so that they are not thinking about what splits they need to run next week or were the splits last week okay? All you know, if if there if the day that we're talking about is a Thursday where all they have to do is go run for sixty minutes, really, really easy, that they can't check out on a sixty-minute easy day run. That has to have the same level of importance as their thirty-k progression run a month out from the race. You know what I mean? Um, they being present is probably like an underlying theme ultimately that is getting taught through athletics you know i don't i'm not very comfortable talking about spirituality and all those things even though they're things that get me through my day every single day the easy run serves that purpose. The easy in, run in, in your yeah, in your in this, toolbox in this in this example, yeah. And I w- will, like you know, if someone comes back and like and I'm like, well, your 60 minute easy run was faster than a tempo run. What happened? Oh, I just felt so good. And I'm like, well, you screwed it up. You weren't present. Um, and I I don't want it. I don't want to make them think that I'm pushing my viewpoint through the running, but ultimately probably I am. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the the running has become looking back, like whatever janky competitive career I had, which was none. The, like running has like as tried as it sounds has been the metaphor for life existence for me. You know, you, 
go through periods where every run sucks. You go through periods where you're a world record holder. You're, you know, all these things. And if you don't take it for what it is at that moment, you're, I think you're, um, I think you're taking it for granted. Um, you know, there's like, I can't, I don't know if it was V Hill or I can't remember, but somebody said ultimately through your coaching, you're teaching someone to be, um, a better person. And I don't want to go, Oh, I'm here to be your better person teacher. I'm doing it just because you want to run faster or healthier or whatever. But I think that's probably because I feel like running made me has made me a better person. And so I think it could probably help other people, but I don't, I don't talk about it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's one of the things that we talk are more comfortable talking about it that way. I think. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm too comfortable probably. <laughs> um, I, I, but I think you bring up a good point, you know, you know, when you mentioned that, that the athlete that was running on an easy run and they went too fast because they were in the moment, um, you know, I've shifted my point of view so much that I'm like, that's wonderful. That's fantastic. So that means next tomorrow we're going to have to go easy on our easy day. Yeah. So I, I give grace there. You yeah. know, this is the thing that I think that Michael might have been feeling when he was on this bike ride. It's like you can be, you, the beautiful race is also having grace mm-hmm. for yourself so that you can say, you know, grace is that you did not warrant the gentleness right. that you provide in the moment. And for you, your 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 concept there on that easy run is like, hey, you're you're committed to this goal that you have. Yep. And today's you did a fast 30k. So today you need to go really, really easy and shifting into that zone of just yep. flowing and flying is really inappropriate for what we're trying to do on the long term. Yep. But in the moment, I think too, you probably just revel in their freedom. Yeah. So you know there's something there. And I think that's the thing about the beautiful race that's so beautiful is like these timelines, they're arbitrary. The yeah. goal time, it's arbitrary. What you're really telling them is, hey, John, John, the coach, wants you to achieve the goal that you set. And that's the standard by which we're processing and proceeding. Yeah. But more important is, are you taking all the steps seriously enough to be able to get the thing you want at the end of the day? But then, but and that 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 piece of the puzzle is something I've stepped away from so much recently because I found people get up in their head and they really do. Then they'll take that constructive criticism you gave and they'll just get the criticism and not the constructive right. part. And you can say, no, it's okay. We're just gonna today. That wasn't an easy run, so we just gotta chalk up another tempo run because yep. you just basically we're just gonna circle that pace there instead of it being six minute and 30 seconds per mile. You were at five minutes and 30 seconds per mile for extended periods of time. So you just did your tempo run. So we'll just call it what it is and move on. Not tomorrow. You need to go easy. You probably would do that. Oh yeah. You probably would just make that adjustment, but, but in essence, for the last four years, but in your heart, you're like, follow the fucking plan because the plan is designed to get you where you need to be. And I think that this is the thing is the push me, pull me, Dr. Doolittle, push me, pull yeah. me that I always think about is just, this is what oper- how we're operating as human beings is we're, we're, we're moving toward, back. We all understand process is essential and necessary and, and the thing that fuels us, it gives us meaning, it gives us purpose. But there's also this goal that gives us meaning and gives us purpose. So we're at these this, this crossroads which is kind of getting pulled both directions. Yeah. And the beautiful race is saying, yes, 
Don't focus on the process without the goal. Don't focus on the goal without the process. Find your way. And if you do your best, you'll get there. You'll get there. And it's a definite, you will get a result of a beautiful, like you can actually, can you plan on it? My worst races are my, some of my worst race experiences are my most beautiful races. Some of my best race performances were my most beautiful races. And most of my non-beautiful races do not show up in my consciousness. They were a waste of good effort. And that's kind of the point. It's like, don't, don't waste your time. So you asked, can you, can you telegraph? Can you point, what was it, Babe Ruth or whoever it was that pointed at the 400-foot wall before right. he hit his home run? Yes, you can. That's what Kipchoge does. Plan for the future. That's why he's Live the greatest. Live in the present. That's why he's the greatest. He's Always. Says, he's living his life. Yes. Each and every day to, as a beautiful race. To achieve a goal that's beautiful because it's never been done the before. The wins, the losses. We're going to take what he did They're in all Boston. The same. It's, it, it's beautiful. They're all him. the same. Yeah, it's They're part all of beautiful. his picture. Yes. It's an art form. And there's a grace element there that's really incredibly important. As you noted, like you said, oh, I felt like shit on the bike ride and I felt bad about myself because there's no grace there. You have to have the grace. Beauty well, I used to have it. no grace. Yeah. No grace. It yeah. was directly involved with my self-esteem. So I thought it was important to put this out there because running is the vehicle for my self-esteem. It's not like, it's not the batteries, but it is kind of like, it's the game. It's the game that I play um, to cultivate whatever it is I call self-esteem. It's like the it's the one tangible thing that I always come back to that is the teacher. Mm. It is a teacher to me and I've chosen it to be my teacher. And I've learned that my relationship with my teacher, which is running, so to speak in this, in this particular example, because I have many, um, I have to treat with, with reverence. And that includes, this perspective on on the outlook of of the sport and what it's doing and why I'm doing it and and I just thought how you know as we talked before the, this episode it was it, it it was blowing my mind about how different of a perspective I have about that workout when I'm done now than I used to have and I think that that I'm I'm not saying it's right or wrong I'm saying that I'm living out more of my fullest potential, at least having that idea that it's okay to have, you know, a trash can that's building up some shit before I get the hit song out. And, and I think that it's very important if one thing we can do is not, you know, teach right or wrong, but we can, we can under, we, we can at least survey topics that, uh, can give people um, some inherent momentum to say this is all part of the journey. It's all part of the beautiful race, and and I would I, I it's like it's like my my wedding coming up. You know, it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful situation. Like we've been we've been prepping for it. There's all kinds of things. There's people coming. Um, lots of planning. Lots of uh, it's not even me. It's been Lena, you know, doing a lot of the planning. And on the flip side of that is I'm like, should I have been a better planner? You know, all of this stuff. Like I can let that consume me or I can just live it 
yeah. right now to the best of my ability, you know, and go through that threshold like we were talking about. We're talking about the past. The past can represent the training that we've done to prepare for this race, you know, and and it's it's fascinating to me. But I but I do think it's something that needs to be talked about more. I'm very passionate about that. I can be maybe maybe not needs to be because other people are on a different path. They're on a stats and facts path. And if y'all are on that stats and facts path and go for it, this might not, you might not get everything you need from this conversation. And that's cool too. But if you're looking for a journey and you're looking to make art, this is, this is something that I felt very, very deeply about. And I thought that that would be great to, to illuminate as how profound that one conversation with Steve had on my perspective and the conversations, John, that you have with your athletes uh, about that perspective is don't think in terms of, you know, this is a loss. This is going to affect me. Think, think this is a loss, you know, or this is a great run. You're, it doesn't mean that, that you're guaranteed something in the future. Plan for the future, live in the present, run a beautiful race. I think that's just about as good as it gets. Yeah, I agree. I, I've found, you know, you guys know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I don't listen to hardly any running podcasts because none of them really resonate. I think I just want a podcast with three other dudes that I don't know that are talking like we talk. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. But I found one that I really like. It's called um, Mental Endurance Program by Ryan Wilms. And I don't know that much about this guy. I just sort of recently found it. And he had an episode that he did recently um, with a guy who basically does the training or the mental training for um, Adidas running. And he was a tennis coach and does other stuff. And I, so I, and then he also did an episode. I don't know if you know who Knox Robinson is. Do you know who he is mm-hmm. from Black Rose? Yep. Um, he goes, he goes under first run. And these guys are talking about the same kind of stuff we're talking about. Mm-hmm. There's a performance element, which we take seriously and we think is really important, but there's also a deeper level. You know, he's, Ryan's coming mostly from a mindfulness kind of perspective a little bit more. But I think that for those listeners out there that jive with this, that are looking for something that's maybe a little different or a little, but in the same vein, I'd give a hat tip to, to what Ryan's doing, what he's trying to do. Um, I haven't, again, I haven't dive in, I haven't gotten to dig really deep in it, but I do think um, if you like this conversation, then that might be a place because it's the only other place I found where somebody's talking about running at the path with heart. They don't use that language, but he he's basically views it the same way we do. And um, he recognized in a recent episode that, you know, he was talking about he doesn't see at the elite level very often those people who seem to be in a beautiful ma- race mentality. But he, he and another guy brought up Kipchoge as as a model of that. And the guy who's a coach, he's a tennis coach, and he, he said, yeah, Federer and Nadal are in that category as well. That they are so next level that they've gotten that they've gotten to this space where you get metaphysical with it. It's beyond the physical. It moves into this other zone that we're talking about. And I guess what we're trying to ask you guys in this episode is, hey, keep an open keep an open mind toward that because you know my view is this is the ultimate playing field. This is the ultimate game. It's a it's a it's not a finite game. It's an infinite game, right. as Simon James Sinek. Carr said. It's like Simon, Simon Sinek. Sinek. Yeah, but he got it from another. He took that concept from another book by. Jared, I mean, by if James that's Carse. what John once said that you you get a little jealous of people's performance stats. Mm-hmm. I do too, but what really I think about is imagine if 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 there was the culture around the performance stats 
and then them thinking on this metaphysical level and then sharing that with the world. Boom. To me, that's like, Boom. oh man, I, I, I want a world that like, it's okay to talk about the losses. It's okay to talk about the beauty. It is an art form. It's not, it's not crazy. And it's not, and it's also those results and those times and those performances that we get all excited about. How, how much John gushed over Sifan Hassan when the week before we were gushing over Helen O'Beary and talking about how good Helen O'Beary was. And then now we have to go, oh, res- re- we- whoa, 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 wait, Sifan Hassan, next level, even that next level. It's like, we, we're still there, but we're saying there's so much more to this journey. If it, if it is what Michael said and what John said, that it is a way of becoming your best self, becoming your best person you can be, consider a beautiful race. It's a problem, a little nut that, that keeps cracking and cracking and cracking and eventually cracks you open and gives you a greater perspective on why you're doing this thing. Yep. And a little hat tip to um, a, a podcast I'll be doing soon called Bringing Back Running on Purpose. It will be in this theme all, all, all episodes, all the time on this theme. It's badass. <laughs> whether you, whether you like it or not. <laughs> well, so you may not want to subscribe to that one. <laughs> yeah, use night. Yeah, use the reverse psychology. You're not gonna like it. You are not gonna like <laughs> yeah. it. Well, I appreciate y'all doing this one. This good. one. That this one. Was, thanks for bringing us back around yeah, again. Was, thanks for bringing it back around. Today again. is a big day of firsts in a lot of ways. You, you we had two podcasts today. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was, we had a freestyle and we had a focus. It was really. Sometimes yeah. you just got to like push through and there's, through. there's beauty in it. And that's the, today was a beautiful race. Like yeah. we shit the bed <laughs> and then it was like, but I know every time just get back on and fucking do just, just try, just try your best. That's yeah. what I was hoping that we could, we could just at least try. Even if this episode was a complete failure too, but I don't think it is because yeah, no. I feel important that if people could hear this and really resonate and it may take 10 or 15 times or a hundred times to hear it. But even if it helps like a few people realize that there's more perspective out there than the stats and the facts, then we've, we've included, you know, putting out into the universe, the culture that we want in running and endurance sports and life. Amen, brother.